coming up to the top of the hour, and you're listening to Cheap Show FM. It's Bruiser and the Randy Dog. I'm Bruiser. And that's the Randy Dog. And Randy Dog, what's your message for the day? I came. <laughs> so, uh, join us back here tomorrow for another three hours of wacky hijinks of Bruiser and the Angry Dog. Anyway, we're coming up to the top of the hour now, and afterwards we will be... Um, Calm down, Randy Dog. Call me Angry Dog. Angry Dog? What's you the, fucked it's Horny up and Dog. Call me Angry Dog. All right, Horny Dog. Randy! Randy Dog. Sausages! All right, fuck, it's not worth it. Anyway, right. Insertion! Coming up at the top of the hour, we have our Cheap Show Platter special. But until then, why not sit back and relax to Noiseland and the Cheap Show theme? Press the fucking credits. And words and phrases. Two things I'm responsible for. Chodney, Chodney Boroff. I hate you. You're fucking evil posse. Cheap show tonight. Yes, that was Noiseland and the Cheap Show theme available on Cheap Show Records. You can get that right now. Uh, great, great record. And uh, is it uh, is it Blue Monday we're recording? Is this Blue Monday or was that last Monday? I'm a sex clown on a trampoline and I'm bouncing up and down and my willies clean. I'm a sex clown, see how I fly and I do a shit right into your what Some of your improvisational music stuff is some of your best, you know that. Like willies being clean and shitting in eyes. You know, sometimes I think At least it rhymed. At least I got to a second rhyme there. So you're not so much the poet laureate as the pork laureate, aren't you? You're the pork laureate. We've done that before. We well. haven't. And if we have, then I was clever back then too. Okay. Either um, way, hello, welcome to the Chief Show. Pork laureate. Why does meat? I don't understand. Why does that make me? What does a laureate mean? Who? What is a laureate? It's someone who's received a laurel. So if a poet laureate would be what? It's some kind of stupid Aristo bullshit, isn't it? I'm going to look it up. The poet laureate is the king's poet, the monarch's poet. Okay, says here, according to <laughs> according to the dictionary, it says a laureate is a person honoured for achievement in an art or science. So theoretically, the pork laureate is you could be, that's not an art or a science. It's the name of type of meat. Yeah, but you could be someone who's the achieved pork, greatness could, with pork. I could be. You could have received pork. Now, if we want to go wanky, if we want to go wanky, and, pork, uh, Eli, just for the record, you know I do. The pork shuffler laureates. The pork shuffler laureates. Is this laureate. working for you? Mm, the pork scratching. I like the simplicity of just pork laureates. Pork truncheon laureates. Look, they're getting off points. The point is, is that Hello Won't the Be Cheap Show. The pork tube. It is the economy <laughs> comedy podcast where yeah. Eli and I go for the bargain bins, charity shops and poundlands of this country and bring you back the treasure we find amongst the trash. And yes, it is a music stroke platter special today four tracks to get through and boy howdy have we got some rib ticklers for you we uh, like to cover novelty records there are novelty records here we, are, we got there a few are tv show related records here yeah paul yeah all a nice we got a nice a gamut nice, uh, a gamut gannon's gamut uh, and eli the pork laureate now there's a tranche if you like on oh this. you've done a tranche word yes there's a tranche of uh, different flavored morsels for your ears ear morsels or as i call them auditory bit bots nah mate <laughs> Just nah to that. I can't do the show anymore, Paul. I can't do the show anymore. I just, I, everything I say Aud- sucks. How about audio d'oeuvres? I'm liking that. <laughs> <laughs> do you see what I mean? You know, that what's is the, good. What's the other word for finger food? What is it? Uh, Volavance. Vol- no, no is the finger Canap- food. Canap- can- canapes. Canapes, yeah. Uh, Canapé, if you want to. Y- not working for me. How much one. did uh, that cost? Canapé, 
I'd like to. <laughs> what about that? I know. We got, we got it. Let's just workshop this. Um, Talking to the mic, not to the side of it, because, you know, there's not a microphone there. I said arm. This, this, it's weird how your mic technique gets better and worse over time. I feel like I'm not Watch doing well. Watch your tails from the dance floor. Paul, because I, I feel like I'm not doing well this week. So? I wanted to be better Let this Daddy week. Gannon hold you in his loving arms. You're not, His though. comedy cradle. You're an isolationist. Come to Gannon's comedy cradle and sleep can I upon cu- my arm. Can I come in? Gannon's comedy cradle. I mean, it's a tight cradle. I'd like you to make a cradle with your, with the hairs of your... <laughs> I'm just doing the roll my hands along. Get I this can't. Over done with I'm thing. not as good as I used to be. No, you're not. I've been saying this for years. But then how can I return to the, the witty... I don't know. If you're listening at home and you can recommend how Eli could be funnier, please write a letter and send it to our P.O. box. Can't even make you laugh anymore. Pebble Mill at one. No, you don't, do you? Dear. Right. Good night, everyone. We're over. <laughs> Tales from the uh, dance Tales floor. Tales from the dance floor. Now, Eli, you've assured me this is very different from the norm. In a way, this is the opposite of the norm. All right. So here's what I'm going to say. If at any point in this story it gets too familiar, I'm just going to stop the recording. Just let me say the story. Just let me say the story. Stop the recording. Please. No, because it starts in a familiar way, but then the ending is not familiar to you, okay? Right. So you have to give it some leeway to sound familiar at first, all right? Yeah. Have we got an agreement there? Yeah. Go on. Tales from the dance floor. So watch your tales from the dance floor so, this week. I am DJing and a young lady right, gets onto the this. stage. No, it's very don't familiar. listen. I told you it was going to be familiar at first. Oh, you have to give dear. this a chance. And the lady comes over, young lady comes yeah. over to the decks. Age? She, I don't know. What? How tall was she? <laughs> she was Six foot? About my, my height. Three foot two. Can you just let me tell the story without having a go? Please? No. I go don't, on, just do it. I'm five foot one. Oh, yeah. Something like that, yes. Right, yeah, something. I over five one actually. Mm. Yeah, I'm short. Big deal. What are you going to do about it? Huh? Nothing. What? What, what are you going to? What are you saying about that? How What's big was she? She was about my height, but b- bigger. She wasn't a tall person. Ginger. I just want to make sure this is real. You're not making this up. I'm not making it up, Paul. I don't know. And then she goes, "Yeah. Oh, I was going to ask you to play this song. Right. Ah, that's the that's what? tells from the dance floor, everybody." Wait, no, have I missed something? She comes up to you and says... She had a request, but then she realised that the song that I was actually playing was the song she was going to ask me to play. Right. How good am I at reading the room? I literally... The person has the idea to ask for the song. And then that song, that song, that very this song. This is actually Paul. worse than a normal story. Why? Because it's a negative nothing of wank. It's isn't not it? a negative nothing of wank. It's a negative it's a, nothing. It's, it's a, a story positive. where nothing it's happens of note. It's a feel good story about a human connection I made in the course of my life. You did. I though. reached out and touched someone emotionally. Did you? What no, was the song? I did. I'm, I'm going to make that clear. There was no touching. What was the song? It was. Uh, Rumours, Fleetwood Mac no, or something. No, it was. That's not a song. And it you is. Would... It's a whole song called Rumours. There isn't a song called Rumours. It is. Room, 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 rumours. I'm Fleetwood Mac. That just Mac, shows you Fleetwood know nothing. Room, room, Everyone room, at home rumors. is thinking, Fleetwood Mac, Fleetwood Mac. Paul doesn't Mac. like room, Fleetwood room, Mac, room, really. Rumors. They hate you Fleetwood for it. Fleetwood Mac, Fleetwood Mac. Rumours. Fleetwood Mac. Oi! Maybe there is a song on the on the Rumours album called Rumours. I don't know either. I just don't know. I'm not interested. You can go your own way, mate, if you want. The song I was... Don't start this shit. You'll never break the chain with that attitude, oh, will you? Oh, there we go. How many other fucking... Eli, that is all. That is all? What's the other one? Uh, uh, you know what? I feel it in my fingers. They did that one, didn't they? I feel it in my toes. I feel like this segment has become an albatross around my Well, neck. you fucking invented it, and you keep bringing it you didn't up. Know, you didn't spot that one, did you? Yeah, I did, actually. Albatross. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know there was a song called Albatross by Fleetwood Mac. Did you? Just admit it. Yeah, it's everywhere. Fuck. <laughs> Is that... Yeah, Michelle Branch's favourite song. Right, anyway. Shut up. The song I was playing, Everybody. Was Everybody? No. Everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Shuck my dick. <laughs> Back streets. Back. All right. I'm trying to poop it. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> yeah. I did a poop Yeah. Everybody. Don't forget to wipe. Yes, nice. Um, wipe your backside. <laughs> the backside boys. The back. Uh, well, that's a different band. <laughs> Everybody, I done a poopy. Oh my god, I shat again. <laughs> right. The song was. 
Your love keeps lifting me higher and higher. <laughs> Jackie Wilson. God. Right. Anyway, welcome to Cheap Show. We're going to continue now by playing some songs. All of you okay? Why did, why did that break it just, you? It just made me laugh so much. I'm sorry. I feel as well. My voice has not recorded. Yeah. Has not. Um, hasn't come back yet. Hasn't has it? come back no, fully. Has that's it? That's a shame. Listen, um, you've already sorry, killed the momentum everybody. of this moment. So I'm just going to cut There's to no the next moment. bit. There's no moment. You're having there a is. fucking. You're dissembling yourself. Reassemble your faculties, young oh man. Oh my god, I shot again. <laughs> we got sunshine. Welcome to Silverman's Platters, and we've got four great platters for we you, do. and we'll be testing them and listening to them, and we'll tell you, what will we tell you, Paul? We'll be telling you what four tracks they are today. No, uh, but... They're four tracks on their own. No, I am what... Trackbot. I am Trackbot, no, the tra- AI track-picking machine. I delve into the database. Oh, I'm going to get the Randy Dog. No, we've done the Randy Dog. I'm going to get the Randy Dog in I want to do... I'm getting the Randy Dog in here to disable... I'm doing Trackbot. Let me tell you, has Trackbot got cum-proof circuits? Yes. Dog cum-proof circuits? Really? He's got easy... He wouldn't short out with a fucking hot infusion of dog cum... Up the exhaust pipe. No, he's fully, fully prepared. I'm getting to take the Randy. It's a very Randy dog, and they've measured the Guinness World Book of Records. Measured a dog's load. Yeah, and he's Why? got the load. He's got because he's a fucking horny dog, and we thought <laughs> we, we, there might be a record here because you know. I think the horny we, dog has proven himself to be a problematic Randy, the character. Randy dog, horny Randy. It's all problematic, isn't it? It's all unwanted he's got, attention. Have you ever mate. seen the balls on him? Yeah. They're like gallon jugs. They, yeah, no, They're I like, thought, literally, he was trying to drag behind him two big basketballs. They are huge. His and back legs don't actually reach the ground, do they? And so Trackbot is in trouble if, if he steps out of line. That's all I'm saying. I I'm am threatening Trackbot. you. I am Trackbot. Okay, Trackbot. Trackbot here. I'm threatening you with dog uh, domination. <laughs> it's not good, is it? It's not good, is it? Not a good thing to put out there into the world, is it? <laughs> There's me doing Trackbot, a robot right. that can pull out any track you want from history. I am Trackbot. Okay, let's start that bit again. Right, go on. Hello, welcome to Silverman's Platters. It's all about platters. Do they matter or is it splatter? Now, joining me today, he's the little robot who's got all the knowledge in the world. He knows all about tracks and he's got access to computer information of all the different songs ever done. It's Trackbot. Hello, I am Trackbot. Well, Trackbot, what have you been listening to today? This week I have been listening to XTC and Black Lice. I am Trackbot, the AI bot pick tracker. Trackbot, Black Lice, I haven't heard of them. Is that a punk group? Yes. Okay, good. Mate. I'm going to be Are honest. Are you regretting Trackbot yeah, now? Trackbot. Yes, he needed hot dog jizz infusion. He from didn't fucking need the hot a hot dog jizz infusion. A tried and true radio he character, the Randy a... Dog. Oh, yeah. How many appearances has the Randy Dog made? One. At least one other one apart from this. Yes, this is the first. Every character has his first episode. I am Trackbot. Trackbot's Trackbot. hated by our whole listenership. He's not, I'm is getting he? messages in is live. He? Yeah. I'll check him. Trackbot's lame, it says here. It says who? Uh, Bunny Girl 62. Trackbot is broken heart. Hearted. What am I going to do now? You need to recharge your batteries, Trackbot. Go in the little or charge. Or I could just not do the voice and carry on with this fucking segment. I'm enjoying it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, I get mixed messages from you. You're such a fucking comedy cock tease. Ooh. I am Trackbot. Get in the cupboard, though, Trackbot, Trackbot please. fitting cupboard. Now, Trackbot, I know you can do when you fetch... <laughs> I'm not going to fetch. No, that's a that's, that's, a, Randy that's a Randy dog. Yeah. He does nothing he's not but fetching. He's horny. He's random. Mate, he's fetching all the time. Seriously, <laughs> you go into his room and it looks like someone's got a garden water sprinkler in he's there. He's got a room. It's just he's got his own fucking room, Randy dog. And I walked in the other day and literally he's like. It's like a garden sprayer. It is. He's spraying it out across the rug. You're it's, unlucky. I Do you rug. know what, Paul? I bought that rug for £45 and now it's matted. Matted in dog fetch. And it's just, what? I, don't, I want that dog out. All right, he's gone. All right, As good. long as Trackbot... Cause... Trackbot's gone as well. Okay, now what for... But we need to... Exp- Four was... minutes and we've done less than nothing. I was trying to explain the segment of Silverman's Platters and what, what the process. We'll be listening to four records. Four records as we'll chosen by ourselves. A, we'll be going through a judgment process after each track, yeah. right? And what will that judgment process be, Paul? Whether it is a platter, which means, hey, 
This could be listened to outside of the context of its novelty. Or splatter. Not it's very a big good. old bag of wank and you don't you, you've already heard enough of it. Okay, what have we got looking to look forward to coming up on this week's I'll say that again. No. I'll say that one more what time. What we are looking I will look say, forward hey, to. But I will say it one more time. Don't get your hands off the fucking flaps, man. You demon flapper. <laughs> Flat Ripper. I'm not the, the Flat f- Ripper. Here comes the Flat Ripper. Murderer. He's a cardboard box destroyer. Murderer. Excuse me, Mr. Silverman. <laughs> I didn't touch your fucking box. <laughs> Stop fucking blaming me. It's not my me. box. Anyway, little behind the scenes there, everyone. There's a box that has been mysteriously I've been accused be- of tearing Rogan's flaps. flapped We will be judging each of these records. That's all I wanted to say. Yes. What will the platters will be listening to today? What are they, Paul? Oof, well, flip fucking blimey. We have got four tracks today. Track one will be You Gotta Be a Hustler If You Wanna Get On by Sue Wilkinson, followed by, uh, what is it fucking called? The Lone Ranger, Quantum Jump. Then, why, it's a return to my favourite comedy double act of the 80s, why it's Cannon and Ball with a song called uh, Don't Let Your Braces Dangle. And finally, Kate Kestrel with a song called S.O.S., but who Kate Kestrel will tell you later on Cheap Show. Oh, I'm looking forward to all of those, Paul. It's all right, won't it? So we're going to start with Sue, aren't we? Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, to get this Silverman's Platter special edition of Cheap Show on the road, ding, ding, here comes the bus. Oh, fuck The segment hell, bus. If you ever do that again, brum, brum, it's brum, not brum, a brum, segment brum, brum. bus. Excuse me, sir. Is it? <laughs> Where would you like to go today on the segment bus? How many drivers have we had? I am a driver, Bart. <laughs> and I drive the bus no, to the next segment. This is man. a meltdown. Ding, ding. <laughs> I am. <laughs> it's killing me. Oh, my God, I shot again. <laughs> oh, God, it's, we're getting all the money's worth out of this. Good. Um, right, we're going to start with this. It is You Gotta Be A Hustler If You Want To Get On by Sue Wilkinson. And hey-ho, nonny no, it sounds like this. <laughs> yeah. I remember Sally from number four. She always had boys queuing up at her door. She wasn't so good looking, but she seemed to have such fun. While I had none. I asked my mum how come. Mother said Sally was loose and cheap and girls like that ended up on the street, not like me. I was good, you see. Now I saw Sally on the telly today. She's a lady now in every way. So darn rich, though they tell me she's a bitch with lovers by the score. Do I have to tell you more? Oh, you've got to be a hustler if you want to get on. Principles can only hold you back. The only women making it are women who are taking it or faking it while lying in the sack on their back in a sack. You've got to be a hustler if you want to make a name. Being good can only get you hurt. Chastity and virtue never bought a woman fame. The men will always crave a cunning flirt. When you read the newspapers every day, there's always some hussy that's having her way. By dating someone famous, she makes herself a name. Right, so I think I found this in an all-aboard charity shop uh, a little while ago. Yeah. The label is Cheapskate Records. Which is why it drew my attention, frankly. I was like, oh, Cheapskate. And I I wanted to know what Cheapskate had done. Are they a reasonably well-known label? I saw something else on that label the other day, so they're not... um, Oh, okay. It says here. It says here, a record label established by Slade bassist Jim Lee and his brother Oh, that's interesting, isn't it? Because... Because the drummer is on that track we just listened to. Is Slade's drummer. Yeah. Well, I'll get back to that in a minute. It was started in 1979 and active until 82, and it was revived briefly in 87 to 88 just to release three Slade singles. Okay. As well as... it's like a Slade label. Well, it's like... The Slade's version of Apple, I guess. Yeah, but they did have sort of minor hits, didn't they, with their 80s stuff? A few. You see a few desperate attempts on early, like, Saturday Morning Superstore and whatever, yeah. them doing their thing, but it was it was past for them. You even, like, see, like, now, what is it, like, 9 or 10 with a Slade on? And that's, yeah, like, well, that says 80, 87. Yeah. They were releasing Slade, new Slade singles as late as 87. Uh, they also had on the label The Dummies, The Scardos, Roy Wood, Titch Turner's Escalator. Have you ever heard of Titch Turner's Escalator? I never have. Malcolm Roberts, Top Secret, and The Glitter Band. Okay. So very much... Um, from the glam era, yeah, those artists. Roy Wood, of course, was the brains behind Wizard. Yeah, the three songs behind uh, the, the Slade re-release were You Boys Make Big Noise, which got to 94. It also sounds like a horrible British porn film. It only got to 94, wow. We Won't Give In, which sadly only got to 121 in the UK charts, and Let's Dance, which didn't chart. Anyway, let's get back to the matter in hand. Sue Wilkinson, singer. She was a British singer-songwriter, born in 1943, died January 2005. This song we just 
just listened to was a soul hit on the UK singles chart. And it reached number 25. Do you think this falls into the category of novelty? It's comic. It's, it's meant we- to be comic, right? It's a weird song with a weird message, which is, if you want to be a successful woman, take as much dick as you can and then reap the benefits at the back end. Yeah. Which is a strange message to have. I don't know if it's a pro-feminist message, Paul. It feels more like an innocent, like a naive character telling a story about, okay. oh, look at all these famous women. They're, they're rich and successful and all they had to do was just fucking hustle their bustle a bit. Yeah. And we were in the House of Pickles earlier today, Paul, and yes. we, we were try to we try to see uh, for the sake of uh, efficacy yeah. and uh, time yeah. uh, if these uh, these records are available online, so we can just listen to them. Yeah, uh, without whipping out the vinyl and well, the old, you uh, know. whipping out the old turntable and so forth. Yeah. But I listened to this the other day in my own time. Yeah, and I listened, you know, took it in, and then. There was a distinct difference in the lyrics and the version that we listened to on YouTube music today. Yes, the version you just heard just then is the straight from the vinyl pressing version, which has the bitch, word bitch, instead and of which, which is replaced with which. And then there's a line at the end of the chorus which says something to the effect of, in the original version, you know, women go far if they just lie back and take some if action in the sack. they good in the sack yeah. and take it lying on their back, essentially. Whereas the edited version says, leave their morals on the mat. Which is kind of a clever translation into a safer version, isn't it? It so, is. And it gives me the impression that we don't know, because we couldn't find this information, but it makes me feel like uh, she may have been asked to clean it up somewhat for be, uh, for, yeah. the, for the top of the pops because it was on top of the pops wasn't it yeah there's a few pictures of it on top mm. of the pops and it, again it was the only one that charted she was also an actress and model known as Sue England in the UK and her autobiography is called A Bimbo or something Reflections of a Recovering Bimbo published in 2002 but that seems to refer to the message from you've got to be a hustler if you want to get on yeah but remember when was when did this song come out 80 1980 1980 so when was Dallas and that you know power yuppie that's much later right oh you mean power dressing for women and that sort of yeah I mean 80s I, feminism dynasty mean. Dallas you know that whole idea yeah. of like mean women getting what they want blah 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 power acting, by yeah by act, acting like men essentially kind yeah. of but the moral difference there being is that culturally men who fuck about are seen as power lord you know blah it's blah, just blah. got a strange message if it is a message but I think you're right it's more like written from the th- character's point of view character like a vignette sort of style song there's like someone telling you how a woman should act and then there's an v- example that she's seeing in the song that proves otherwise it is competently the rhyme structure and everything has a sort of it just doesn't reek pop hit to me it doesn't no. reek of anything that you would put on and play it sounds like something taken from a musical yeah it does have a Tin Pan Alley sort of vibe to it it's like maybe you could get away with that song in the 60s a little bit because you could almost imagine I mean funny and enough she, it, Anthony Newley yes. kind of doing it that's it and her delivery is very sort of old school Brit showbiz clipped, isn't it British yeah because yeah. yeah. I think she's performing that as that naive character yeah that almost innocent Hayley Mills kind of Britishness. Uh, makes sense, Paul. And the B-side we need to mention. Which was shit. There yeah. we go, we've mentioned it. No, what's what, it called? It's called Double Deal and Day, and it's a country and western kind of thing. Now, that's very unmemorable, but it is in a country style, has a sort of sly guitar on it. Interestingly, from yeah. her autobiography, Paul, we know that she moved to Nashville, right? It says here, yeah. She later moved to Nashville but, and had sex at... Sex? Had success... <laughs> Fuck me. Dr. Freud! (laughs) Dr. Freud! She's bins! Right. She went to Nashville and had success as a jingles writer. So that she must have her ear for the country sound. Here's the weird thing, though. One album came out in 1980 called Looking for Cover on the Hustler label in UK. I didn't know. Is that Hustlers in the Sex Mag? No. Did they have a record label? label? I don't know. The point I was trying to make, sorry, was his second album was only released on MP3 in 2001, and it's called Hot Tea Mood Swings on the Tyneville label in USA. So maybe these were a collection of all of her jingles? Possibly, yeah, but she died a year later. Uh, A couple of years later, 2005. And she was a DJ for a while on a radio station called Raiders FM. But there's not much on about her, really. That's kind of it. It feels like she moved away to America, and she was a songwriter as well, but there's not much here about the songs she's written. Jingles can be 
very lucrative. So I mean, oh god, yeah, mm, yeah, you, you, you have a good life if you, you make big money. in demand jingle writer. So there we go. She she did co-pen another few songs. Like there's a song out there called "Victim of the Planets." Don't know what it sounds like. Couldn't find on YouTube or how Spotify. could you be victim of the planets? Uh, if gravitational pulls affect you weirdly, ooh, oh, swollen, ooh, in the ooh, tender in, in the genitals, yes. like that tender swollen. Oh, Pluto, Pluto's out. Pluto's yeah. out. Pluto's out of alignment. No, that's not a planet though, is it? So let's let's do it. Before. That's why he's out of alignment. Ooh, no, I'll come in. I'll come in again. Yeah. Well, you know, this, well, I didn't know you were in anywhere in the first place that this was a character. It's a... Uh, oh, oh, it's Doctor's office. Oh. Sit down, Mr. Silverman. <laughs> well, What's rather wrong? not, Doctor. What's wrong, Mr. Silverman? It's too tender. What like, is? My gonads are fucking... Woo! Like... <laughs> Sorry, can you explain in more detail what's wrong with your gonads? When Jupiter is ascending in the sky, yes, my nuts go all tight and shriveled up like like raisins in a balloon. Oh, uh, I know what the problem is, sir. You've got astroitis. Uh, you're going to need to take two asteroids every day for four years. Two asteroids. Two asteroids. Where do I get these? You can go to uh, Spaceland, where they sell all space items. Like and- asteroids, large, huge, floating pieces of rock and metal. Yes. And ice. Well, you can buy they a chip of it. There. If you just take a chip of it, not a whole one, just a well, chip of it. Well, they've got a whole one I there. hate this fucking sketch. <laughs> right. Um, so, <laughs> your balls are affected by the planets, Eli. Ah, ha, ha. Sorry, Anyway, everyone. I'm trying to get back into the comedy mindset. Good for trying. I is want it... to say one more thing yes. about the Slade drummer. Yeah, oh you do. Slade. Now, is that the same guy who played drums is the guy who started the label, Cheapskate Records? No. The answer is Don Powell was the drummer, but he had no involvement with setting up the record according to the Wikipedia well, it... on the label, which said it was Jim Lee and his brother Frankly. Who were both in Slade, were they? Well, Jim Lee was the bassist, but his brother wasn't. Okay, but he probably knew the guy, the drummer guy, and said, you want to, look, I've got this well, record yeah, label. Come on, play your drums on this fucking weird song about a Did... woman who's got a thing. Did a session job. Didn't do a bad job. No, not a bad. It's not. It's it's well made and put together sonically. You can't really. It's pick well it too produced much. enough, isn't it? Because she does have. She does sort of spoken word bits, like yeah. you said. And it's like you don't lose any of it's it. All, you can hear her very clearly. It's almost, almost new wavy. Almost. It? It's it's on yeah. that. You know what I mean? It's, it reminds me of that, like those updated versions of sort of girl group. Like that shopping oh, with yeah. the posh voice, the woman who did that. That was an eighties song. What, what was that? That was that whole album, which is all about brands and things, which yeah. we talked about in the past. Isn't and it I got can't a, feel, remember. a vibe like that sort of as well. Yeah. Anyway, splatter or platter? For me, it's a splatter. It's a splatter for I've... me as well. It's fine, but it don't ring the bells in my brain. Funnily enough, that is a song title that could have been a seventies funk record from America. I thought it was going to be a disco hit or something. Yeah, it could have been a funk disco thing, and it also could have been from the uh, G funk era yeah like snoop dogg and warren g and all of that you know and you got uh, to be a hustler if you want to get it on i mean i wouldn't go with that but that's i'm not liking this what you're doing it's that doesn't sound like any of the genres we just suggested i'm glad you're enjoying that good so we do the next track the next track oh another curio from the past this is the lone ranger by Quantum Joe, and you know what? You introduce it. I always introduce it. Do your best de- DJ voice thing. Go on. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, it's uh, just coming up to the hour here on uh, Cheap Show FM, and uh, we've got a record for you. It's The uh, Lone Ranger by Quantum Jump. Oh, I hope he doesn't get me. Bang, bang. Whoopsie. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like this. Brought to you by the Electric Record Company. That was Quantum Jump with 
The Lone Ranger. What did you think of it? What's your gut feelings on it? I quite like the use of synth in it. It's a well-produced record. I feel mm, we can get into it because we do know a little bit about how well, this, how it was constructed. But I feel it's culturally insensitive, well, to say the least. I don't know about that. What I will say is that I think the track as it stands is a curio, but I kind of found it a bit boring after a while. Yeah. It yes. It's it. Doesn't have a very strong hook, does it really? No, not really. It kind of just does that electro plinky plonky. Because what would you call that genre of music? Just to the ear. It's sort of new wave stroke funk. There's a little of. bit of Roxy music to it. It's new wavey, yeah. Yeah. Um, also, the way... And a bit of yellow. Also, yeah, it's ele- electro poppy. Yeah. yeah. A bit yellow, you're right. has a bit of a yellow, but it doesn't go as far... No. ...as yellow with the electrification. Which is yellow, everybody. That's the sex song. I found that band, that band from the 1980s, and all the songs they made, and they were called... Yellow. yellow. <laughs> Very good. Now... Um, also, it's a sort of thing from the era. What year is this now? I think this is 1980, that one. Oh, look, it's a subsidiary of Pi. Oh, no, hang on. Let me find out for you. The Electric comp- uh, Record Company is this a, released in... It's a subsidiary of Pi, Paul. You can see here there's a little Pi. That was a British company, Pi. Very big in the 60s. All of the kink stuff came out on Pi. Oh. Uh, this is 1976. So for 76, oh, actually... 76 is way ahead of its time. Yeah. Yeah, it reached it's... number five. However, it only reached number five in 1979. Why? We'll tell you a bit later. Oh. You already know I told you before. I, but, I forgot that. According to Wikipedia, Quantum Jump was a 1970s British band consisting of singer and keyboard player Rupert Hind, uh, Mark Warner, John G. Perry, who was then of the caravan, uh, and drummer Trevor Moray, or Morais who had previously been in a band called The Peddlers, and they're known for this song, 1979, again, it was released in 1976, The Lone Ranger. And only this song. Yeah. Um, The guy from Caravan, Caravan, of course, did Golf Girl, which was covered by Neil out of the Young Young Ones ones, on his LP. Uh, Quantum Jump Sand is a hybrid of fusion, funk, and jazz rock. Yeah, I mean, the fusion is a tautologist there because you wouldn't... That's what fusion is. Jazz rock Jazz rock is a type of fusion. Yeah, it says here, jazz fusion, known yeah. as fusion jazz rock or progressive jazz. Yeah, that doesn't... That's more electro-poppy to me, that song. If you'd said to me, oh, this is a, you know, fusion funk jazz thing, and you'd, I'd be like, well, this is going to sound like this in my head. But it's not that. It's not funky enough, really, is it? Like you say, it's kind of boring. But it's also ahead of its time because it's quite postmodern in that the song is about the TV show, the the, the pop cultural object. Yeah, what, what is I mean? the song about, actually? That goes right through my head. That's like that fucking It's sort of just thing. referencing the Lone Ranger. He's out the wet ones again, everybody. Oh, dear. <laughs> He's just farting openly. Oh, my God, I shat again. <laughs> and I feel like there was... The postmodernism, things like Max Hedrum. Well, there's a little bit of sampling on the end of it, isn't it? Or I was just about to say, uh, The Art of Noise. The Art of Noise did the, of course, did the, uh, what was that? Dum, 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 Peter Gunn theme. Yes, or whatever, yeah. It was from a cop show. And this is also sort of referencing something that would have been in the childhood that they would have seen on TV. And this 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 type of thing was coming through there. Songs about, it's the postmodern age. It's You get stuff, it's songs that are about other yeah. pop cultural, you know? Because The Lone Ranger must have been off TV for a while at that point. It wasn't going to, well, maybe it was still it on TV. It would be on repeats, wouldn't it? Yeah. And read about how the, the, the um, opening... Oh, yeah, so thing, you may have noticed. That's of interest. Well, you may have noticed when we play that first track, the first bit, which to me is the bit that sounds like yellow, that kind of mouth poetry a cappella thing, right? It's a nonsense word, isn't it? So you thought, oh, it's Lone Ranger. Maybe it's to do with Native American, you know, language. Right, that's what it sounds... It's meant to sound that's like a Native it... American exclamation of some sort. However, that is not the case. So allegedly, the story goes that the managing director of the Electric Record Company believed the song The Lone Ranger was a potential hit in the making but it needed something more interesting in its intro so Hein the guy who was the sick singer and keyboardist picked up on this remark and sang the longest word in the world and it's listed in the Guinness Book of Records as a fact that that is the longest word in the world is that still the case? Uh, maybe I don't mm. know replacing the original intro to the song altogether the word in question taken from the language of the Maori is that how you pronounce that right? the Maori Maori I believe uh, New Zealand's indigenous people was the name of a hill it's in Hawke's Bay New Zealand 
Ireland. And on the record, the word, made to sound as if it was Native American, in keeping with the long Lone Ranger and Tonto theme, is chanted as follows. <laughs> See, this is where I feel that there's a sort of problematic cultural appropriation angle. That is like having a song about... um, It's like a song about having Fu Manchu, let's say, and then using... Because he's meant to be like a demonic Chinese character. Yes. And then using a Japanese word at the start of it. Do you see what yeah, I mean? A because you lazily different culture don't, yeah. that you're just conflating. It's, it's you know? The funny thing about that is, is that it feels like musically sticking in like a round peg in a square hole. It's like, oh, you need something more interesting. Right. But he also thought the gimmick of having the longest word in the world would bring attention to the song. And he's mashed that into this kind of weird it does Tonto-esque fit. thing. It fits because it does. I, when you hear it, you feel like, oh, that's the Tonto doing a Native American thing. Yeah. So it works. For our, you know, our ignorant brains. Yeah. But it's not it's not right, is it, really? Well, no, the interesting thing about this song is it was originally released in 1976 and it got a bit of interest because it was picked by Tony Blackburn himself on BBC Radio 1's Record of the Week. Blackburn used to have a bit of a uh, pull, didn't he? Yeah. A bit of uh, influence. Here's something we missed by listening to the track and maybe we should go back and listen to it because I don't know. It was banned by the BBC when some fragments of lyrics were deemed to contain references to drugs and homosexuality. So the BBC stopped playing it and it failed to chart as a result. This is when it's initial release in 76, is yeah. it? Yeah. And so that kind of upset the band a little bit and broke them up. Oh, but why would, did it chart then in, 70, so in 79? What happened in 1979 was a certain radio DJ called Kenny Everett took an interest in the uh-huh. song. Uh-huh. And started playing it a lot on his TV. And it says it says TV in radio show. So maybe he played it in his Kenny Everett video show thing. It has a very Kenny Everett vibe to it. Because you can imagine it playing in the background as he did one of his characters. Yeah. I'm just going to look up if I can find it. Quantum Jump lyrics. Lone yeah. Ranger. See what they say. Uh, I mean, Christ. Now that I'm looking at the lyrics, the words problematic are subtle. Really? Is it really bad? Because like the first line is, Me Tonto Kim Osabi. Me going catchy baddie. Yeah. I missed all that when I was but isn't that it. from the original Lone Ranger show? Wasn't it terrible? Find him, scalp him, eat him up for breakfast. Real good friend to Kimosabi. I don't. I mean, it is problematic, but I'm not getting any drugs or homosexuality yet. But it or... says smoke pipe of peace, which I can imagine a stuffy British person. No, it's not sucking a cock. It is. It's it is like, around my place. Well, maybe it's your smoking. Oh, a pipe do you want to? Hey, darling. Uh, let's smoke the pipe of peace. Uh-huh. No thanks. Oh, I've thinking. got it. I've cleaned it. I've cleaned it out. I've scraped the bowl out. I've scraped oh, the... mate. I've scraped the bowl out. Paul. So I'm just going to say this trigger warning now if you're sensitive to uh, slurs of any kind, but I do need to read out oh, why... the F slur. Why I... Th- no, but why I think the li- the song was banned. Because Pipe of Peace, I can imagine the stuffy British guy going, oh, that's a drugs pipe. You know? Oh, I see. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, however, right at the end of the song, it says, Tonto never had a woman. Tonto sometimes stop and wonder what the trip with the great white brother... Maybe ask man if he is a puffer. Ah, okay, that's the drug references, the pipe of peace, and the uh, that's the uh, homosexuality. Well, it's one of these weird things where. But now... the BBC didn't didn't um, ban it because it was a slur. They banned it because it mentions homosexuality. Because it's suggesting I mean? that Tonto fancies the Lone Ranger. Yeah. What a weird fucking song. Maybe there's context to it. I'm not getting. Maybe it's a satirical piece. Well, it's it's. That's what I was going to ask you. Do you think this is a novelty? It's on the it's on the it's on the uh, fringes of novelty, he isn't it? He smoked pipe of peace with Tonto. Put his mask on. Back to Fronto. I have a feeling so that is a reference. That, that is a reference. Maybe Kenny Everett played it a lot because it was on his worst songs of all time. Maybe part of the show. Maybe ah, uh, maybe it is. Maybe it is. I don't know. Either way, overall, I am going to say splatter for this because I found it boring. And then when I read the lyrics, I'm like. Uh, it's a bit immature. I mean, coming from us. But do you agree? I will tell you where, what I thought, Paul. But do you agree it is almost postmodern in that it's referencing pop cultural Yes, it artifacts. is. Yes, we've established that. And that agree happened a lot that. more going into the 80s. Star Trek and the firm, etc. All of that sort of yeah, thing. You yeah. know, it sort of preempts that sort of thing in the in the novelty world. Anyway, what do you like about it? Because I'm not getting bored. Referencing a TV show. I'm not getting bored. A... So what do you, don't do you like? Get, it? Don't cross your arms at me. I am. I'm getting bored Don't now. You, this is educational content. Is it splatter or platter? My, I'm a it's splatter. A splatter from me. Right, why? I like you. I find it you dull. You like me? Oh, I don't like you. Oh. Especially when you've got your arms crossed to me. Cold. Um, Once again, he's killed the mood. He's killed the assassin. I'm going to have to bring up the Backstreet Back song no, again. No, don't. It won't make me laugh. No, maybe not. It won't make anyone laugh ever again. Yeah, boring, problematic, like you say, even to... Uh, 
our ears, Paul. A bit of a sort of uh, nasty, nasty taste in the mouth. It's just, I just think on, the more I have found out about it, the less I kind of found any reason to want to enjoy it. Yeah, so a splatter for me as well, Paul. What's the next tune? What are you looking at? I was looking up Backstreet Boys songs so I could uh, do more, but I don't. I mean, I don't know. I can't find anything. There was like, I want it that way. Tell me who you are. Tell me what you want. Tell me what you did as long as you love me. I'm trying to make that, that one, work yeah. into a poo, you know, but I don't know, you know? Just to be serious for a second, I think they had some good hooks, didn't they, the Backstreet yeah, Boys? Yeah, they did. Like, I can't remember. I li- literally cannot remember one Westlife's um, song. No. Fuck them. Fuck him in the eyes, Westlife. Fuck away, Westlife in the eyes. So the songwriting was pretty punchy for them. You know, like good 90s pop Hook. boy band shit. Yeah. It's fine. Hooks. Does what it says on the tin. Got hooks on it. Got big dangly hooks on it. It's got big dangle quaffle, hooks. Quaffle hooks on it. <laughs> quaffle, quaffle hooks. It, look, he's, he's... Right, shut up. The next, here's the next track. Quaffle, quaffle he's hooks. He's flicking his fucking jean lump. I'm flapping me tadger about and going oh, quaffle, come quaffle hooks. No one needs to hear or hey, see that. Mate, do you want to play my quaffle hook? No, I don't want to quaff your You can dangle hook. off my quaffle hook, oh, mate, fucking... anytime you want. Oh, I've had enough of your quaffle half. Quaffle hook. It's me quaffle hook. Oh, yeah? What do you put on it? Meat. You hook. It's a meat hook, then, I is it? I dangled one of those elephant leg kebab things from it. Oh, that. You can't call it elephant leg, Paul. What is it called? It's a donner. It's a donner. I thought they called it elephant legs, because it looks like one. No one says that anymore. Anyway, me elephant's leg hanging off me <laughs> quaffle hook is all you need to know, all right? No one needs to know that. Right, it's going for our next song, and this one is by Cannon and Ball, and it is Let Your Braces Dangle. We'll be going for all this, Tommy, this year. You're going to Blackpool, and I'm going to Monte Carlo. Oh, rock on, Tommy, that's great. I knew you'd like that. I need a holiday, I need to fly away. Hey, hey. I need to feel the sun away from the rain. Hey, hey. That lady's dancing by me, down by the sea. Swimming, surfing, sailing. So come along with me and let your braces dangle. Let your braces dangle. Yes, that was Cannon and Ball with Let Your Braces Dangle. It's about going on holiday, is it? It's interesting. I checked the lyrics for They Are Online. If you go to a website called Kings of Comedy, for some reason they've broken down the whole Cannon and Ball musical oeuvre. Did they had a lot of uh, singles out, you think? Uh, they had, I think, five or six. But I... they had a couple of albums as well, a mix of sketches and songs. Paul, I have to come clean with you. Oh, I cannot distinguish within my mind between Cannon and Ball and Little and Large. They might as well be Little and Ball and Cannon and Large. Little Ball, Large Cannon. Large Cannon. That's yeah. what they say about me. No, they don't. They do. They say fucking tiny ball, large cannon. God, does that, that means your fucking penis looks like an anteater's head. It, it, well, that's been said as well. Has it? Yes. So you've been in, intimate with a lady and well, all no, of a sudden... Well, no, it was an anteater. So an anteater came up to you and said, oh, your genitals look like my mate's it started, face. It got on a whole truffle th- snuffle So thing. does your penis have a little extending tongue that comes it, out? It's a whole group of anteaters who... <laughs> like that? Does it squirt out like that? They have a little tongue that comes up Not the tip a little of your penis. Tongue. It's a very long tongue to get into those termite mounds and anthills. Right, so... No, a, a, an anteater came up to me and it tried to start mating with my... Anyway, cannon and ball. <laughs> cannon and ball. This song... I can't tell the difference. You're not responding to me. Okay, here's the difference, right? Cannon and ball do sketches and are funny. Little and large do awkward songs and then Eddie Lodge do really bad impressions of out of date references like deputy fucking dog but why do Cannon and Ball not have one who's like round and one who's long like a cannon well look I, I thought that was the format with these things well, like no, little and large he's little isn't he he's little and the other's large yeah but he's they're the exception that proves the rule if anything else because like Morecambe and Wise one isn't a fucking beach in the north and the other one isn't just wisdom well that was obviously just their names yeah and Cannon and Ball are but their Cannon real and names. Ball is a pun on a, a cannon yes. and 
and a ball, a cannonball. Yeah, I know they're not their real names, nor are Little and Large not their real names either. But Morecambe and Wise, that was their real names. Yes. Well, that's the difference and then. Griff, Reese, Jones and Mel Smith. Smith that and was Jones. Their, that was their name. You can see that's just Smith and Jones, isn't it? Yeah, so that works out fine for them. Yes, but if you're going to go for one like Pen and Ink, for example. All right. Or Burger and Buns. Burger and Buns. Actually, hello, I'm Burger. It's hello, and I'm Buns. Hello, we're Burger and Buns. Hey, we got some fucking hey, great guys. Hey, let me slip inside you. Hey, oh. I'm a burger. I go in between his buns. Anyway, uh, uh, oh, a fucking cum. <laughs> Stop it. Stop doing it. every fucking character. You made a dog come today. You made. I never made a dog come. You made the dog come today. I saw you. You played with his quaffle hook. <laughs> his quaffle hook. No, that was an anteater. Oh, did well, you I'm like always... the song? Did you like it? I did not like it. I liked it. I don't. I, it's ve- verging on them doing a Jamaican accent. No, for the it's singing. not. If you listen to it he properly, goes dongle. No, like it's that. because they're northern. And they're leaning into the EI up. The singing thing. is very bad. It it's it sounds and it got, it verges on. I don't know if it's which one it is, cannon or ball, but yeah. one of them does a proper sort of club style. Well, that'll that, Bruni. Yeah. Well, that will definitely be Bobby. No, Tommy Cannon. Who's the one with the curly long hair? Long, tall guy with the white hair. See, he has the look of a career criminal. He does. Me. He's fucking lampier. I get yeah. the impression if you fucking cost him. He looks hard. Like, the other you, know, one. you know, like, yeah, come in, Mr. Cannon, what do you want? You haven't paid us for that fucking gig. Yeah. You owe us £500 for that fucking peer show. Now, where is it? Uh, it's coming now, Mr. Cannon. Do you think they dealt with their own security matters, maybe? I think they were all laughs. But when they wanted money, they were fucking bruisers. Did they have their own um, TV show? Yes, a huge one. They were hugely successful ITV show. Okay. They were going about the same time as Little and Large. I mean, it's just, it's interesting, right? Because I think they tried to do the legitimate singing double act thing as well. Because remember the album I brought to you a while ago? I think we've had it on the show where like the first half was sketches of them getting to the recording studio. And then they... And the B-side is the album, quote unquote. But we're still with little sketchy bits in between the songs. With little bits, yeah. The other album that I did, that we did years ago, actually, when we talked about Roy J. That was nothing but songs, and most of them were just straight covers with a few comedy songs in. Did it have Roy J on it? No, no, no. Remember, uh, we did we... a Roy J album, and we did a Cannon and Ball album. Okay. Because the one we talked about in that episode was the cover of Dr. Hook's Everyone's Getting Famous But Me. Now, what do Cannon Ball, are they retired now? They're, they're one's dead. Bobby what? Ball died a few years ago. And Tommy Cannon, I think, has just retired. I think retired. he did Panto recently. Yeah. But they, you know, had a dip in the 90s and then they came back when they had their religious comedy show and they became Christians That's the thing. They, they uh, were born again. And um, yeah. that, that them both finding Christianity helped them to... Uh, Prolong their career. Because uh, they, they hated each other, but then they found Christ. and I then they, something like that. They yeah. forgave each other, I suppose. I presume they did. Well, that's nice. And one day I'll forgive you and I'll find God. Well, could you find God quickly and then forgive me? Nah, because I don't fancy finding religion anytime soon. I'm all right on it. I need to have like something terrible happen to me in my life and then I find God. You know, like a murderer man. You oh, murderer sorry. Man. Sorry, I'm, I like God you, now. You'll have to go to jail though. Oh, well, you know, no, I'll get off because I'll... Why? Uh, because I've got connections. Have you? With yeah. who? Uh, with Tommy Cannon. He'll get me off. How will he? Not that way. You'll have to. Come on. <laughs> right. Come on. I didn't like it, Paul. I liked it. But it's interesting that the B-side is a song called Remember the Stars, which is a bit more of a kind... What would you even call it? It's a bit music hall Stompy, slightly kind of glam I'll play a bit thing. of that as well. I'll play a bit now. Here we go. Turn on your TV, we're on the air. Just two songbird dance men with no fret of stairs. The music plays, it'll make you laugh and shout. That rhythm section sure knows what it's about. This is the evening you've been waiting for. So clap your hands, we're gonna raise the roof some more. With two twelve gables with a touch of Harry Lime. With two Valentinos With the looks of any clowns There's no girl safe When these two boys are back in town And that track was taken from the album Cannonball Together, but the A-side is just existing here. It just it was a single, lone single. But They that, did it on their TV show. That B-side is very much more of a tune that is sort of a 
selling them as a double act sort of thing. It's yeah. like, we're like this, we're not like that. Or I almost wonder if it was going to be like their theme for a TV show. But, yeah, but has to, that feel. But their original one stuck because it was just infinitely better. It has that feel to it. Yeah, I, I like it. I know I'm a big Cannon and Ball, you know, supporter. You I are, def- aren't you? Look, here's the thing. Little and Large never did a sketch with Rick Mail. It's magic TV. But he must have mocked them as part of the old guard. They were well, part of the old guard to those new alternative comedian kinds. True. Guys. But I think even one of the reasons why I think Cannon and Ball endure better than Little and Large is because I think there was an anarchic edge to Cannon and Ball. Yeah. Because Bobby Ball was violent and angry and this, that, and the other. And, you know, Tommy was kind of looked like, like he could pull well, you. I'll, I'll, he was I'll... frustrated, always getting angry and worked up right. a bit and wound up by the crowd. He'd always be like, she's looking at me. She's looking at me, Tommy. This is what, the one with the curly hair? Yeah. Right. I just think Little and Large were naff for want of a better phrase. And you don't think Cannon and Ball were now? I think they were restricted in all the same ways like entertainment comedy double acts were at the same time, but I do think they had an edge, which gave them, I think, a bit more of a... A bit more classy as performers, you well, think? I would argue you can compare sketch with Little and Lodge and Cannon and Ball, and most Cannon and Ball ones would be better written and better conceived. Yeah. But, you know, much of a muchness, really, at this point. But I'm sorry, I'm getting to the type of age now, Paul, where I can't really reform new connections in my memory banks. Well, don't so then. forever... Uh, Cannon and Ball and Little Large will be in the same drawer in the old head, you know? In the old head, in the old pork laureate. In the old pork laureate head. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not going to give it a... You're going to go splatter with it. I'm going to go splatter. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, go I, I have to be care. honest to my heart, true yeah, to course. myself. It's not about having a agreement between us both on a single. We should have different of opinion. Yeah, but it's char- it has a charm for you because you like the performers. Is that what you're saying? It is. I do like it. And I can I do like Let Your Braces Dangle because it's daft. It's a song about Bobby Ball only imagining like going Morgan Pier or Blackpool or whatever. And Tommy Cannon's like, I be fur in Z- Tanzarotti or whatever it's called. So it's also Tanzarotti. kind of... Tanzarotti. <laughs> what am I getting confused there? <laughs> Tanzania. Tanzania and Pavarotti. No, like Lanzarotti. Oh, Lanzarotti. Is it Lanzarotti? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, La- you know what I heard about Lanzarotti? What? Lanzarotti. Well, that was pretty good. Let's on. go into our final track now. <laughs> And our final track. Well, okay, that's our first one that's a platter from anyone I so guess. far. Yeah. So we're not doing very well on enjoying these records. Today. Nah, not very well. But here's our final one. And maybe, maybe it'll be the one we both adore. Spoiler warning. It won't, it won't, be, be, it won't be, at all. be at all. It's, it's be. probably the worst one. Probably the worst one. Done. This should have done this first. Order, yeah. I just thought it'd be interesting to save it to last, but I'm it's mistaken. not really. Anyway, moving swiftly on. Shut your fucking mouth. This is Kate Kestrel with S.O.S. I turn my face into the wind I feel a restless kind of motion In the way she blows And as the final day begins I make a fist of white and fingers Till the feeling goes So you may be wondering, who's fucking Kate Kestrel then when she's at home? Well, it's the second record on today's episode that has a TV show tie-in. It is. This is taken... Oh, oh maybe. What? Could we say that uh, Cannon and Ball is a TV show tie-in? It's not directly, is it? I that... don't think... Any... I mean, that song was performed on their show. But it doesn't reference their show as such. <laughs> well, no. This is taken from Lo- In the Lone... Universe. Yes. The Lone Ranger was a... TV show. Oh, yeah. Like I said, there's a theme, actually. Lone Ranger. What, uh... Didn't the Lone Ranger use... Didn't it use that? I'm sure it used that. Bobbly off. Right. Bobbly off. Can we get to this? Fuck we me. can't because I'm too erudite and interesting. I've got so much to say on all sorts of subjects. And here I come again. 
Coming. Stop coming. <laughs> You've came so much today. You should be firing. Oh, I'm dust. empty. It's not a dog. It's a dog. It's not me. He's very horny and has the and you world it record off. dog bollocks. World record dog bollocks. You've <laughs> heard it here first. So, Kate Kestrel. The song is SOS, and it's taken from the TV show you may know, Terror Hawks. Terror Hawks was a 1980s Jerry Anderson show. Now, Thunderbirds, right? Jerry we all, Anderson. We all know Jerry Anderson's Thunderbirds. He did. Puppets. He invented super marionation. He called it. He invented the, the technique of super marionation, which yeah, was because uh, marionettes aren't new. But that sounds like something you'd do, like um, Delia Smith would do to a chicken thigh. Super marinate it. Right. I'm gonna go <laughs> and leave. <laughs> Why? Because that's not... fucking gold. I'm really warming up today now. Right. Well, good. We're nearly at the end of the fucking show. <laughs> so well done. Super marinate this in a bit of your fanny sauce. Right. Okay. <laughs> My pork laureate needs some super marinating. Shut up. <laughs> so, let me just finish the fact. He did that, but also he did have a couple of live action shows as well that he did, TV shows. Uh, Space Precinct, I think, was one. And Space, Space 1999. 19... And UFO, was that live action? No. Uh, yes, it was, but I don't, I don't know if that was him. That was him. Was it? Yeah. Oh. Because I've got those records, those fan records. The thing is, is that it seems with Terror Hawks, it was just them stuck in a rut because they weren't having successes. After Thunderbirds, Captain Scarlet was all right, but didn't do amazingly well. Joe 90 was a bit of a flop. Uh, ah. The TV shows didn't last that long. so He must have been relatively successful because he kept making stuff for year after year. Yeah, but after Terror Hawks, that it was finished. it. Terror Hawks was kind of out of time in many respects in that it was the same formula as Thunderbirds, except now set in the future in Battle Aliens. And it would have been on our television sets at the same time as things like He-Man and all those uh, those Sunday morning yeah, and it just felt, maybe it just felt a little bit outdated compared to... Those cartoons. All the things that were getting popular around that time. Inspector Gadget, stuff like that. I mean, I don't, I mean, when was Terror Hawks? It was like 80s, right? I Mid-80s? early 80s. 83, uh, around then. I don't then. know, I don't know. Look on your phone. Uh, look, let's get to the song. It's more important. Terror Hawks was a fucking show about aliens. But this is a character, characters. this is a character in the show who's a musician in the show. So like you say, it's in-universe. Right, let's, I'll fucking read the website, you bastard. Right, okay, so if I go to the fandom.com page for Terrorhawks in general... Jerry Anderson's stuff has a lot of fandom. To the extent, like I said, I've mentioned it before, the music was so popular to fans that they actually got together and made a record label yeah, to that, put out some of the music. And that all came off the back of the nostalgia wave of it in the mid-90s, when yes. it, you know, like, fucking it appeared on Blue Peter again. And there was that dance record with, uh, yeah, which we with had on the, the Thunderbirds show. theme, so, which we discussed before on, a, on an edition of uh, Silverman's Platters. But that popularity only came well after Terrorhawks had died after, I think there's even one season. Either way, so the character of Kate Kestrel, whose real name in the show was Catherine Wesley, is the pilot of the egg section of Hawkwing, the Terror Hawks atmospheric fighter aircraft, and an international recording artist at the same time. Well, you've got to, you know, keep your fingers in a lot of different pies. Her record company is called Ander Burr Records, a portmanteau of Anderson and Burr. I don't know where Burr comes from. The idea was, in-universe, in Terrorhawks, Kate Castro was a pop singer, superstar, music producer, and so, S.O.S. Appeared on an episode on called an episode. Monster Something. And they released it as a single. Now, the actress who played the role was called Anne Ryder, but the singer, and who we've got on here, is a lady called Moira Ruskin, and she uh, sang as Kate Castrol in the show. Kestrel. And, yeah, Castrol was a beer. Castrol is a GTI. GTI. Good for, good for oil in your good cars for or something. Good for oiling your junk up, and then perhaps if you wanted to wank or something. Yeah, possibly, yeah. Keep going with that. No. Um, so, officials singing voice, and was the in the video that went along with this, because they released this as a pop video to right. play on top of the pops. So, uh, Moira, Moy, is it M-O-Y-A, Moya. Moya, Moya, yeah. Moya. It's not Moira. Moira is no, M-O-I-R-A. I just realised that. Yeah. So, Moya. Was a singing voice, performed in the video SOS, which is what you just heard now. Uh, she also performed several songs as Kate Kestrel and portrayed Kate in person. So she had to turn up in real life. She did, like, uh, promo things. Yeah, because she's on the up. back of the record with yes. the same look and as her. and the puppet, the mar- super marionette is at the front. Yeah, and she's on the back using the same kind of they wig and look stuff. look very similar, pink wig. Um, she also appeared in The Wide Awake Club, Agatha Christie's Poirot, uh, The Bill, Prime Suspect, Julian the Cadillacs. This is the singer we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Okay. So they had a, a, an acting career as well. The lyrics for the song SOS that she performs mention Mr. Tracy, an international rescue. Yeah, which is Thunderbirds. Which is reference to Thunderbirds specifically. So Why it's wouldn't in you universe. reference... Yeah, isn't, that's kind of cool. In-universe, now Thunderbirds exists and Terrorhawks in the same universe. It's kind of cool, isn't it? But, I well, guess. it would have been several decades in the past of the... 
because in universe, she she this character was born in ninety six. Yes, they? because the show was set in the future, yeah. but the show came out in the eighties. So yeah. she's not. She's been ninety five, two thousand and five. Uh, 15 so almost he'd be almost 30 today yeah oh it appeared in an episode both um the a-side and the terrible slow ballad on the flip oh, i'm not going i'm not going to play it right now no but don't the play it is just oh but God. that also was an in-universe song that appeared uh in an episode as well yeah a different episode yeah than the A-side. i imagine all everything that was released to coincide because even this record is on the same fictional label ab Okay. So they created a record label to sell this, so it was all in universe correct. I have another 7-inch, which is on that same label, same blue uh, actual label on the record, which has the Terror Hawks theme on uh, the A, and oh. then it has and it has excerpts from the Terror Hawks. Or ve- no, it's called Variations on the Terror Hawks theme on the other side, which so, is much more interesting. And what does that mean? That just like clips? It does a bit, it kind of goes on a journey, and it has, no, it's not clips, it's one piece, and it sort of goes on a journey. So it plays the theme, but then it plays like... Bits of incidental music and stuff. and this like 83. So yeah, in many respects, it's weird because the problem with Anderson shows at that time was that he was trying to make them more adult. You know, they were trying to make them more realistic. So you get this really uncanny valley thing with the mannequins. Yeah. And that might have worked for Thunderbirds when it was quaint. But in 83, it's kind of like, oh, it's creepy and weird. It, but there's obviously a fandom for Thunderbirds as well. Uh, I mean, for um, Terror Hawks. Terror Hawks as well. I used to like it, but then, like I said to you before, I just wanted one of those big ball robot things. The ball robots were I cool. The design was pretty cool. Yeah, sweet. But to... yeah, you think a bit uh, past its sell by date by then. I think his brand was, and I think he was locked into that and he didn't know how to develop it. And so. But, you know, they brought Terror Hawks. That Hawk. was the last major TV show he did then. Uh, I want to say, I mean, I, I think he also did Mike Hammer. Okay. Anderson did that. Mike there's... Hammer with the robot. The robot eye. Detective thing, yeah. I think really? they did that. I ah. thought that was Ardman for years, but no, I think ah. that was him. So- Interesting. Could have suffered. I mean, it's a not very good record in terms of the song itself. It's fine, but it sounds but it- like a generic version of anything else that was out at the time. And probably suffered hugely from sharing a title with one of ABBA's biggest hits. Oh, yeah. Which is a great song. A great pop song. You know? So it suffers by comparison there, doesn't it? You know, it's no fuzzbox calling International Rescue, put it that way. And also, they use a lot of different instruments but it kind of nothing it's like they threw a load of shit at the wall and it's got terrible cheesy brass bits in it and yeah but this is what i say it sounds like every 80s song ever almost it's, it's got good. that vibe and but, it's, but the ballad on the flip is even more more generic and terrible i'll say this though it gets a partial platter from me not not i'm not gonna give it a platter it's gonna be a splatter but it's gonna get an honorary platter for being a weird unique thing in that it's a record in universe in a tv show where the label itself is also the label within the tv universe so it's kind of I like agree. it's it, making an effort it is interesting but isn't that essentially what the monkeys were because they released real records but then they were fictional band yeah, in the tv point. show but again but they didn't release it there wasn't a monkey's label was there no you know what i mean it's like it wasn't it was a fictional they were on music a real company. record label yeah so as i know there wasn't a fictional musical company that they worked for in the show that they no released i don't singles. think there was you're yeah, no. like big bother big bother the record producer. no that's right and in the show didn't they wasn't it sort of ahead of its time in the in the monkey's show they just go into a song yeah as if in their real life like a musical like a musical would. yeah i believe yeah. it was like that so it's like like a bit like a music video rather than like these are actually singers in the, in the universe. Yeah. So does that mean Terror Hawks is better than the Monkees? No. No. Of course not. We finally answered the question on everybody's lips. Is Terror Hawks better than the Monkees? And the answer, Eli, is no. No. Um, You've heard me, it here first. For me, it is a splatter as well, Paul. Uh, the music's it's not very good. It's a splatter for me, but again, an honorary platter for uh, its interesting existence. Yes, for its existence in itself. And unfortunately, that's all we got time for. It's I'll get the dog up. then. Is it? Time for the bruiser. No, they've, you need they're to going actually... home. They've gone home. So's fucking Robot robot Man. Well, the Tra- fuck is name? We had a few new characters. We had um, uh, Meat and Buns or whatever it's called. <laughs> what was his name? Burger and Burger Buns. Burger and Buns. Yeah, it's a great name. <laughs> Burger and Buns. We'll work on that for next week. Okay. And we're not going to do the dog. I just want to. I just want to end. I know, but you always say this, and don't you think it makes our listeners feel like you don't want to spend time with them? But I can't tell them the real reason, can I? What's the real reason? That I want to go booby. Oh, do you? <laughs> yeah, I've been sitting on this nugget of well, we discomfort. don't want the nugget of discomfort to make mate, an appearance like mate. it did that time. Oh my God, I've shat again. <laughs> I don't want that, mate. I don't want it. I don't want it. You don't want backstreets. Uh, back, back. I don't care who you are. Don't care what, what you do. Don't, don't care where you wipe. Just poo in my toilet. But- 
who you are, where you're from. This episode has made me... Please poo in my toilet. Realise that I actually like the Backstreet Boys. Yeah. yeah. Weird how you grow up and you discover things like that. Eli Silverman, Backstreet Boys fan. You've heard it here first. I bet there's got a really uh, active fan base still. Yeah, well, you can join it. You can be a back boy, Backstreet Boy. I don't... Eli Silverman, the Backstreet Boy. No, because you'd have to be in the band to be a Backstreet Boy. So what are their fans called? Backers. Backstreet lovers. Yeah, yeah. I'm a Backstreet lover. Yeah. I'm a Backstreet lover. I got a heart on you, believe it. It's like no other. I've spunked out mine. Oh, Here we go. So today, today's show has been brought to you by Paul doing shit gags and Eli doing spunk. I think we've hit the nail on the head. But thank you very much for listening. Well, we're going to do the wrap up now. No, Can't, I'd like no, to I'm say it. it. Now I'm going to stop it. <laughs> We got sunshine for a rainy day. We got music and a special word to say on Radio Wi-Fi just for you. What do you want to say? Just thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you for listening and, and, and supporting us uh, in any way you find. Uh, again, we're on many apps. We're an independent podcast. If you can find your way to giving us a review, leaving a comment, especially on Good Pods or Spotify, you can do that now, or Podcast Addict, please do. That would be lovely. For anything else, Cheap Show based, thecheapshow.co.uk is your one-stop shop for everything. Videos, episodes, links to different bits and bobs. The photos sorts. photos of the records we covered today. Oh, yeah, every episode we take pictures and such and things, and we put them on dedicated pages. So you can look at the things we talk about if that is necessary. If that's what you want if to do. If that's what you want to do. Um, also, we are happily and proudly backed by people on Patreon who uh, help keep Cheap Show going. Thank, Thank you, you very to much, you. guys. It's always greatly appreciated. We're working on some fun stuff for you, but if you want to get involved, patreon.com forward slash Cheap Show. Give what you can, but only if you can. And that's it, mate. We're done now. Oh, can I just plug the radio show? Yes, House he does of Pickles. Soho Radio. House of Pickles Sound Show will be this Sunday. So, Well, that makes no sense if, well, if someone listens when to this. this comes out on the Friday. Well, then there's no point. Just say you do a show fortnightly on no it's fine and it's, Soho yes. Radio and if you miss it there's a catch up thing 2 till 4 Soho Radio you can just go to their website and go click the listen live button the House of Pickle Sound Show and you can see me in Run For Your Wife at Wiccan Pier from Wick- February Wiccan Pier Wiccan Pier where the fuck is that well if people who live in Wiccan Pier will know won't they they don't think that's a real place Paul. anyway um, Wiccan Pier it sounds like a, a folk horror set on the seaside have you been to Wiccan Pier don't go there the maids of the sea come, and they've got seaweed fanny. Anyway, I'll be in root of sea fanny. Anyway, seaweed I'll, fanny. I'll be in run for your wife. Seaweed fanny. Shut up, saying seaweed fanny. It's not necessary. <laughs> I don't want to hear no, you. No, half of what we say isn't necessary. That's true. The that whole case, show isn't necessary. Let's just fucking stop then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs>